0: Hey everyone, it's Holly Barker, and today I'm incredibly honored to be talking to the beautiful WBFF World Champion, Hattie Boyle as she is days away from defending her title on the London WBFF World Stage. Hattie is the 2016 World Beauty Fitness and Fashion WBFF World Champion. She is a body positive advocate, motivational speaker, and a businesswoman. Hattie is the owner of the popular online fitness and coaching program, The Sports Model Project and she is on a mission to empower women to be the best that they can be. Through her training program, growing community, and social media presence, she is hoping to inspire those that follow to push their boundaries when it comes to weight training, healthy living, competing on stage, or simply being the best version of themselves. Can I get a heck yes? And a warm welcome to Hattie. Oh my gosh, everyone. I am so incredibly excited to announce that I am talking to the Hattie Boydle today. Hi, Hattie. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm
1: so good. I'm very, very honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thank you so much for making time in your huge, like crazy busy schedule and so close to your competition. Um, so it is 9.30 where you are in the morning, correct? Yep, 9.30 Wednesday. Wednesday, right. Yep, we're in the future. (laughs) (laughs) We're one hump day ahead of you. (laughs) That's awesome. So um, we heard a little bit about you in your bio, but we, of course, want to hear it from you. Uh, we have listeners all over the world, Australia included, um, and even more so now. Uh, all different walks of life and different days look different to everybody, but what does a daily routine look like to you?
1: At the moment, um, I mean, there are a few things that I keep really consistent. So I tend to wake up oh, pretty early these days, around 6, 6.30, and the first thing I do Uh, without fail, is open my blinds. I live on Bondi Beach. I have a view of the beach, so I'll open up the blinds, look at the sky, um, and I will meditate. And I meditate for 15 minutes. um, And sometimes it will be a guided meditation. Other times it will just be myself, taking myself through some breathing um, and um, just settling myself before... The day, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, I always go. I walk up the road uh, to get a coffee, and I and I call that that little trip um, a love walk. So it's a time in the morning where I won't take my phone. I will um, just get outside and take my time. Take going up the road, go to go to a beautiful spot in Bondi that overlooks the entire beach. Grab a coffee, say hi to a few people. Come back home, and then I'll turn my phone on and I say that I let the world in after I've had um, you know I've done my meditation and I've had my coffee, um, and then if I want, you know, I tend to do like a social media post very not very much uh, the last couple of weeks, actually. Um, but then I'll have breakfast, go and train in the morning. I'm definitely a morning person when it comes to maximizing my energy and my strength um, mm-hmm. through my training. Um, and then I will, once I've had kind of my me time, then I will get to work with the sports little project, which is my online, um, program. And Mm. at the moment I'm training twice a day. So I'll go into a second session after a couple of hours of having a break and a few meals. Um, but then generally I'll just, um, if I'm not shooting, I'll just, uh, yeah, get to work with, with the girls and, um chill out really
0: <laughs> awesome In the afternoons. I love that you start the day with meditation that's that's something that um well my husband does without fail every day and I envy him for his commitment I just haven't gotten into that routine yet I'll say <laughs> um so with the with the opening your blinds and being on blind Eye beach how big is that beach how big is it where you are how many people oh how
1: many people Ooh. Oh, my God. In summer, you literally cannot see the beach. The beach stretches for, oh, maybe a kilometre and it's just beautiful. I, um, I don't know if you've seen on any of my Instagram stories, sometimes I just am constantly posting my view from my window and just what the beach looks like and you see all the surfers in the sunset and surfers in the sunrise and but in in summertime it reminds me of like a watering hole like everyone all these like black bodies because from from the shadow just you can just see um silhouettes and everyone's just coming into the water and it's such a nice energy bondi beach i really do feel blessed to be able to you know live here um and there's just so many people exercising so i love seeing people train. And I think that's something that I love about um, when I go to LA. It kind of reminds me of home. It's, it's not as, I guess the beach isn't as clean or nice as home, but the fact that everyone's out exercising and they're in the sun and they're being social. I love that. I mm. love seeing that.
0: Oh yeah. It's so good. And you are in winter right now, correct?
1: We are coming out of winter and into spring, but we've had the most beautiful winter. Oh. doesn't even feel like winter. Oh my god, it's been gorgeous!
0: Oh, cool. That's so nice to be able to just like look out your window and and get out and be active. I, I love that about LA and where I live now too is um, Kelowna, British Columbia in Canada, and it's it's very active and outdoorsy. Love that. <gasps>
1: I would love to go there. Have you ever been to get there. I competed in Toronto last year, but I didn't. I'm dying to get to Vancouver or a couple of areas in in Canada where there's just amazing bushland and mm-hmm. um, some of my best friends are Canadian, so I'm dying to go there with them. You're so lucky.
0: Yeah. Well, if I you ever head out this way, let me know. I'm in the Okanagan, they call it. So it's more inland than Vancouver. We're around a big um, lake and it's, so it's, <gasps> it's very desert-like, but mm-hmm. I... Uh, I hike every day and it's, it's a lake community. So it does double in size in the summertime because a lot of people vacation here, but yeah. Oh, Oh, beautiful. Um, And so then you, uh, you got a little bit into your training, but we'll get into that in um, uh, the next question. So like your fitness philosophy, I know that you are, you are um, heading into your competition. You are two weeks away
1: two or well, one and a half actually one and a half weeks as of today i think oh god <laughs> <laughs> so
0: then, what is your fitness philosophy how does uh, how does your training schedule look on um like on a daily basis right now heading into competition and how does that differ from a daily basis when you aren't so close to competition
1: so at the moment um i tend to do more like a high frequency training so um, I repeat my sessions throughout the week so my volume accumulates, and I train my legs every day. Um, and I'll split it with either a uh, back or shoulder um, or abs. Mm-hmm. And um, I tend to not do too much upper body because I do have the tendency to grow the up my upper body too much. And when I think about how much I train my legs, I think they should be bigger. But um, I just it's just right now it's about being in a, as a, in a proportioned f- physique, um, beautifully sculpted, not too – I don't like being too lean and I don't like being too muscular. So um, it, it's important to know when to pull back and when to push forward. Um, and no cardio at the moment. Um, I was doing a bit of cardio but I found I was getting a little too small so I've, I've backed that off and um, ended up putting in a couple of extra rest days just to let my body recover. Um, but yeah, upper body and lower body split. Um, so for example, Monday will be uh shoulders and glutes, mm. Tuesday will be um hamstring and back, Wednesday's quads and abs, and then I'll repeat that sequence again um for the rest of the week. And I will um make sure I've got enough recovery in terms of like getting a massage midweek, um, some needling oh um a good night's sleep I think is important mm. um and my rep ranges they are going between um I'm not doing too much heavy stuff at the moment I tend to leave that to my off season um so my rep ranges are like anywhere between 10 to 25 to 30 I think I did 100 Swiss ball leg curls the other day so huh. um yeah my <laughs> volume is pretty high at the moment so my legs are feeling and my body is feeling pretty battered but um next week coming into my peak week i I will really back my training off and just let my body recover because I want to look refreshing and, like and fresh on stage. So all the work has been done now and it's actually really exciting to know that this is my final hard week of training and that I can have a little breather next week.
0: Mm-hmm. So then you do a six week training cycle. Is that correct? Or I mean, a no, no, six day, six day. Yeah. yeah. In my
1: off season, um, I, we'll pull it back to five. I found that my recovery is better um, and I will do a lot more heavy lifting. And at the moment I'm actually not doing, I think maybe one day sometimes I might throw in a, a barbell hip extension, but at the moment I'm just doing unilateral work okay. um, because I had an injury uh, end of last year and it just completely threw my my um, strength and my movement off through my right and left side, they are moving completely different. And so I've had to kind of pull back and go, okay, how do I fix this? Because I need to be symmetrical when I come into my show. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been a real big focus on just um, creating an even strength between my right and left limbs and making sure that I'm moving the same way through my right and left side
0: so that 's super interesting that you're not doing a bunch of cardio leading into a show which would catch some people off um, off guard because a lot of the time you hear people uh, doing a lot of cardio, especially in the last part of competition prep so did you always not do cardio or have you seen that you've built lean muscle mass and that you uh, stay lean by? strength training more
1: yeah so this this prep's been very different to any prep I've ever done and I guess every year it's different um last year I did not do any cardio um pretty much I might have done a couple of 10 minutes somewhere here and there but um and then this year um I was doing hit twice a week but then I ended up taking that out because I was just getting I was just losing too much muscle I was losing too much size and um I'm a really good responder to weight training. Um, I can develop really nice size, even in a deficit. So, um, and and that's the thing. In my off season, I can't have a, I can't keep my, I can't have my calories too high. Otherwise, I put too much size on because I'm only little, and uh, I did elite gymnastics for nine years. So, I've just had this amazing foundation, so mm. that. I have to be careful about how much weight training I do. And that's why in my off season when I eat want to eat a little bit more, I actually can't train as much. Um, because it because I don't want to put that size on because I just have to get rid of it again. Um, so I was actually really enjoying the HIT training because it was such a oh God, it was just you against you mm. and um or me against me and and um but I just was looking at my physique going, All right, I'm gonna have to pull this back because I can't I can't be too little. And uh, as much as I was getting lean, I was losing too much size. And so put all the weight training back in and and I'm really, really happy with my condition. I cannot wait to get on stage.
0: That's awesome. So do you train yourself or do you have a coach that you consult with?
1: So I have um, a coach that I consult with. His name's uh, Nathan Harwood and and we work together on my physique. And um, it's hard because I guess I know my body – better than anyone else Mm -hmm. um and so the program will be tweaked to to me to me knowing and seeing what I see but he he was like yeah take the cardio out it's it's not gonna serve you any purpose right now um and he's freaking out that I'm too lean too early so um his feedback is invaluable to me um because otherwise I'm gonna you know if I went one way I'd come in too big and if I went one way I'd come in too small so I really am guided um, by him in the direction of what I need to look like, Um, Mm -hmm. but I like to do a lot of my own programming um, and nutrition because I like to follow um, macros um, because I like to have a sustainable approach to competing. I don't want to have a restricted approach where I can't eat these foods and then, you know, you've finished competing and everyone feels so restricted that they haven't eaten this, this and this, and then they blow out. I wanted to be in a a position where I can, you know, obviously I eat less, but I still can eat all kinds of food. Right. Um, So that's kind of the approach that I like to use.
0: And so then that is your your nutrition philosophy. Do you follow any type of like um, is competition prep? uh your nutrition different from your lifestyle? Uh like for example, do you follow like a vegan or plant based on a typical basis and then get into the competition prep and and then follow something different? Or is it all like just a macronutrient um consumption, just the variables are 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 um a little bit less?
1: It's do you know what my my philosophy through my prep and my off season is all the same it's just that obviously i'm not eating as much and i think when you come into you know when i'm coming into the show i'm i'm looking at not just my macronutrients but my micronutrients i'm like all right i'm i'm asking my body to do all this work how am I going to maximize my recovery? How am I going to maximize my hormones? How am I going to re- maximize um, feeling fuller for longer when my food gets lower and lower and lower? And mm. um, so, you know, things like in an off-season, you know, I'd have bread, you know, some bread with some eggs for breakfast, but now I'm having, you know, egg whites and sweet potato and um, avocado or um, nut butters. So it's there's a few things that I would swap um, mm. just to fit my my macros into. Like ninety percent of my food is wholesome unprocessed foods. Um, yes. I tend to you know i have sugar I have three coffees a day with milk and sugar in there and that's that 's like my fun mm. um, mm-hmm. when i when i can when I can do it and when I really feel like it i 'll fit some chocolate in there. but mm. this prep i haven't really felt like that i've actually felt like salmon or like avocado i 'm like obsessed uh, with avocado at the moment like mm. i haven't felt the desire to have something um sweet and and chocolate. Whereas last year, I found myself wanting like I had to have some chocolate in the, the day. And I think it's just because I don't know. I feel very relaxed, and I feel uh, you know I'm I'm training hard, but I don't feel like I'm completely exhausted, and I'm I still have the energy to go into a training session every day and give it a hundred percent. I think the days when I'm really tired, and that's from like work and meetings and oh filming or shooting, that's what I'm like, Oh God, I'd love something sweet, mm, but that's mm-hmm. not every day. Um, okay. because I, I, am looking at trying to just maximize my micronutrients and, and, uh, I think that's important at this time in my prep.
0: Right. Um, is it avocado season there or is it, it always? Is. It no,
1: is. No, they are amazing at the moment.
0: Oh, oh, oh yes.
1: I my can't sister- get enough of them.
0: My sister used to live in New Zealand and um, she said, yeah, like that she could eat them all day, like every day. Just oh, my know.
1: God. How and fast they're fast. little ones, they're little oh. baby ones, and they've got like a tiny little seed, but they're bright green.
0: Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. I love Um, So you're like literally at the height of uh, the WBFF, your fitness career, your sports model project. You are uh, like just what everyone is aiming towards and you have no sign of slowing down. Uh, What are the key factors that have contributed to your success thus far?
1: I think, you know, when I think about my success, I think, God, it's taking me 10 years to get here and it's and it's funny because like there was a point where I thought oh my god I'm working so hard and and nothing's changing and and it actually wasn't till I started I you know competed with the WFF and I started to kind of ascend um you know I started doing more and more shows and I really listened to feedback and I really in my heart I wanted to be the world champion and I guess I worked really hard to get there it's kind of in the last couple of years that things have really opportunities have really come about I became a two-time um oxygen cover girl now I do like oxygen challenges with with oxygen mm. tried out for WWE wrestling um I've been on primetime TV multiple times and radio um and I think like as much as these opportunities are incredible I'm still not where I want to be and so my motivation is still incredibly high because I don't want to get to a point where you're at the top and you get, become complacent. complacent. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, when you start getting to the top, you have to work even harder to continue to keep pushing and to continue to keep doing things that you want to do. And um, it's important not to slow down. When you slow down, someone else behind you is going to take the lead.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I love the fitness industry. I love that it's growing so big and there's some amazing role models that are coming out of the industry at the moment and just some really awesome people. Um, and I think that's important for the health industry to to move into a healthier, um, I guess, area rather than uh, there was a time where I think it was quite unhealthy and there was a lot of restriction. Now it's about being strong and and, and, um, um, and healthier and, you know, beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. And I think that's really important for the world to, to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've gone off at a bit of a tangent there, but mm-hmm. um, love it. I guess it's just like if you're not where you, if you're not where you want to be, there's no reason to slow down. And that's for me where I'm at right now. I want to be the champion for <laughs> as long as I'm competing, and so I've only won once. I need to, you know, I need to keep hustling. I need, I need to keep working hard. I need to keep progressing. I need to keep on top of my game because I'm not where I want to be.
0: Hmm. So. And and so then, where is it that you want to be? Do you have an ultimate vision of what success looks like to you?
1: Um, on the competing side, I you know, I want to be four or five-time world champion. Um, in terms of my business, I want to, um, you know, the sports Sportswater Project is about to release uh, a new program that's for um more genuine population. so women that don't want to get on stage, so I can accommodate and and work with more women all over the world from different um, beginner let like beginners to advanced. Um, I guess spreading the love. Like I feel like what I teach is is healthy. It's happiness. It's it's love. It's nurturing. It's balance. And and I want to be able to help as many women from all over the world and and uh, share my philosophies and then. I'd love to get into presenting and, uh, you know, just being an expert in my field, more seminars. I love presenting. I love teaching others. I love face-to-face contact. Um, I think that's kind of my vision at the moment.
0: Cool. I love that. Um, So then along the way, has there been any triumphs that you've had to overcome or anything that has held you back that you've had to um, struggle through to, to rise above?
1: I actually don't think I would be where I am today without the struggle when I was 16 and I was very sick. Um, I had anorexia and it was a, at the time it was a horrible time um, and I don't wish that upon anyone. And I'm very lucky that I had so much support from my family and that I was actually able to overcome it. But I learned so much from that and I wouldn't be in the fitness industry without that and I also wouldn't be the person I am without that. And so I always call it a gift. Mm -hmm. um, a late gift. Um, and I guess that was my biggest hurdle because out of that came a lot of self doubt. Um, so for a long time, I didn't believe that I was really good enough to do anything. And I had to get over that hurdle to then go, how am I, I'm losing opportunities because I'm telling myself I can't do something. I'm telling myself not to do something because I've told myself I can't. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? You're better off taking the shot and missing. And then trying again and trying again and trying again, they're not taking the shot at all. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, working on my mindset was, a, was something that I'm, I immersed myself in and that was probably the hardest thing to overcome because, you you know, you can train your Your, your mind gets caught up in uh, negative storytelling and you just you don't even realise you're doing it for so long and then you have to untrain those bad habits. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And, and I feel like a lot of women are too scared to fully believe in themselves. I feel like they're too scared to fully commit to what their whatever their dream is yeah. because they're scared of failing or they th- they think they're not good enough or pretty enough or smart enough or whatever it is I had a millions I'm not good enough you know and um I literally sat one day and I thought and I started crying I thought to myself what if I never get out of this what if I always just think I'm not good enough and I just cried and then from that moment I thought oh, I have to get rid of this thing it's going to no matter how much success I've had it was only tearing me down. And so now recently I've, you know, this year was the biggest turning point of going, Oh, I am, I'm willing to give everything hundred percent and I'm not going to tell myself I'm not good enough. And I feel freedom. It's been a good, you know, um, a good three months. Cause I even had it this year, you know, I had to really work on not putting a lot of pressure on myself to win the titles. Even though I wanted to win, I was going to be miserable if I had that mindset. Mm. So I needed to work on that before I came into my prep and it was tough and I cried a lot, but now I'm in a completely different position and I'm just ready to rumble pretty
0: much. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I was going to say, does it ever go away and how do you like, so then with, um, with your self love practice, your love walk, your morning meditation is, are those the, uh, the things that you you would say help you overcome that self-doubt or uh, negative storytelling
1: Oh my god yes I used to I used to meditate and hate it because I thought oh, i can't do this like I'm not enjoying this at all and then I was like, okay how can i how can I turn this meditation into something that I'm going to use as a tool for myself and so I started to direct the energy and started to direct the voices in my head to things that were going to make me feel powerful and I started to use incantations and it would start with like I am love, I am playful, I am strong, I am disciplined and I would repeat these things, these incantations to myself for 15 minutes and I would wake up and I would just feel this overwhelming feeling of happiness and because I would shut any of the other voices or the unnecessary stories in my head out. I would feel the sorry, <laughs> hello.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: and um, and just setting out that time to myself, I was like, if I can, you know, my training, I love training, that's for me. All these things that I wanted to do for myself, I was like, okay, put your own oxygen mask on before you start to help others mm. because you cannot truly help someone else if you yourself are not solid. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I wanted to be solid for my girls, I value helping. The women that want to be helped and need to be helped, and I had to help myself first. And um, yeah, I do them every day without fail. Even if I have to get up at four forty-five in the morning to get that meditation in before I have to go train or have to do whatever, that's that's valuable to me. Um, and I also had to re- retrain my values and retrain, yeah, the stories that I was telling myself and, and on a daily basis. And I use. Um, I journal. I found journaling very, very, very important. Um, It was almost like meditation for my soul. And uh, it's a great tool to use.
0: And so do you journal before meditation, before bed? Do you journal what you are, um, like just your gratitude for the day or what you're feeling? How does that look?
1: So I don't journal every day. I journal when my head feels like it's full of too many stories. When I feel like my head is not clear, that's when I go to journal, or I will, um, I will write out on my whiteboard things that I'm feeling, or or something that resonates with me, or um, even I use social media as a way to clear my head sometimes. And mm-hmm. um, I also also use the forum for the sports sort of project to share my gratitude because there are some days I wake up and I just think I am so lucky. I get to work with such incredible women from all over the world and it's just like this overwhelming feeling of being ble- feeling blessed and I, they're the people that I, you know, I want to share that with and just let them know, like, you guys are doing an amazing job and I feel lucky as a coach to work with you. Um, so I think it's important to practice gratitude. I think, you know, life gets in the way and you just think, oh, my God, all you see is the negative mm. and you need to pull yourself back and go, but hold on what's the positive things here? What are the amazing things that you get to live with and the people that you get to surround yourself with and the opportunities that you actually have that some people don't I think it's important to remind yourself when you feel like the world is kind of taking over.
0: Mm. Yes. I love, um, I, I call it living a life of get tos and any time that I wake up and, and I'm thinking I have to, I, my husband usually tells me if I'm, if I'm, looking at things as a have to, he's like, you're not asking yourself the right questions. You just got to ask yourself the right questions. And then all of a sudden the have to is become a get to and your whole, oh,
1: mind- I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so where did you get your start into becoming the WBFF fit- fitness model champion and, uh, the brand that you have created? The start?
1: Um,
0: yeah. What made you, what made you decide the WBFF? What preceded that?
1: Okay. I started competing in 2012,
0: mm-hmm. sorry,
1: 2011, and I started with uh, a federation called INBA. And that federation was perfect for me at that time because I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have much muscle. Um, and there were smaller shows um, back in 2011. And I'd, done, I'd won all the pretty much the shows I could win with that federation and I felt like, okay, there's not really much happening here. Like I'm, you know, not really getting much recognition, um, working really hard. And so I then moved to a different federation. Um, and the next federation that I went to was muscle mania and, um, I won the Australian show here and they said, do you want to go and do the next big show international show in Vegas? And that was in 2013 I said oh my god absolutely that was my first international show it was so exciting um so I went there on my own we won that the fitness universe weekend came back and again I was on a couple of posters but not really much had happened and I'm like okay so if I'm gonna do this I need to do this properly and some girls that i will competing with were like oh my god the WBF's coming to Australia you would be amazing at that that would be you and I'm like okay, WF never heard of it before. It'd never been in Australia. I didn't really know much about federations. So I did my research and I entered into the first WF Sydney show or Australian show that was here and I won the Australian title. And then a few weeks or oh, a few months later, I went to the worlds, And that was a huge eye-opener for me. Um, It was the first time that I'd done a show or actually a competition of any sort of any sport ever that I didn't place first or second. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, Mm. this is, this is very humbling. This is awesome. I was so happy with my prep for that show. I'd never looked that good in my life. I had hit amazing strength goals through that process. I totally changed up my training. So even though I didn't win, I felt like I had won, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Okay, awesome. Here's my base. Next year, I want to make top five, and that's why. And then next year, so I listened to the feedback from the judges. I um, worked my butt off for a whole year, got on stage in 2015, and um, took home fourth place. Mm-hmm. And so that was within my five, my mm-hmm. uh, top five ranking, and I was so happy i was over the moon i got to stand next to andre brazier pretty much the entire time which was like oh "Oh my my god this is amazing she is incredible she is a dream her physique is unbelievable Mm. and you know i just had the best week ever and um i thought i i have got to be the world champion one day i have to be the world champion and um since becoming, you know, when I got that top four, I my social media really grew because I think people were like, oh, who's, who's this Australian girl who's mm-hmm. placed top five in the world titles? We'd never really seen her before. And actually one of the guys from this magazine called me a myth and I thought that was quite funny. And um, so, again, listened to feedback and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a smaller show and I'm going to do a smaller show as a trial for my physique for the worlds the following year. So... In January, I started prepping and uh, it's funny, doing the LA show was, oh, it was probably, it was funny, it was a great prep, but mentally the last two weeks, the pressure I'd put on myself to win, I thought, oh my God, I've got top four at the, at the world. I can't not win this show. Right. And I, I did my own head in. It was horrible. I really didn't enjoy the last two weeks because of just the mind games I played with myself Mm. Um, but I did that show and the theme wear designers made me the most incredible I call it, call it my warrior piece it was not a bikini it was a bloody just it was my <laughs> my like uniform it was my dressing it was my it was my war piece I went out there like a warrior and I felt like a million dollars and again mm. my physique had improved so I was so happy with my overall package, and it was such a relief to win because I thought, oh, God, mm. I need to work on my mindset, <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I won the, the LA show and, again, that, you know, ascended me to another level um, as an athlete, as a WBFF um, diva. My social media kept growing. Um, I was hitting some awesome numbers uh, with my strength gains and then uh, it was time to get ready for the world titles. And last year, I honestly didn't think I was going to win. I thought maybe I would have got second or third. I just had to beat fourth place in mm-hmm. my mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it was a huge, huge shock, I think for everyone, <laughs> um, to um, beat Andre Brezier. She, it was, you know, I did not think that was going to happen. Um, and I feel so honored that I've been able to compete against her for three years in a row on the world stage. Mm. Um, I'll never remember the, I'll never forget the first time she walked out on stage and I totally forgot what I was doing. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my God, this woman is amazing. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it was, um, it was such a shock and such an achievement and God, I'd go back to do that. You know, I'd relive that day over and over and over again, if I could, um, but, yeah, so now it's, uh, I call, I've said that every other show until now has been a warm-up. Now it's game time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here where, I'm, where I want to be and now you've just got to keep working and, and the hustle is real and I'm really, really, really nervous but excited more than anything to, to get on stage in 10 days' time to defend mm-hmm. my world title.
0: Oh my gosh, so exciting. I cannot wait to to see you rock that stage. You rock every stage and you rock the social media, you rock the sports model project. So when did that all start? Did you always know that you wanted to help others?
1: Yeah, my, my dream to help others started when I was really sick. Um, I was hospitalized with anorexia and I looked around at the women in the hospital and I thought, oh my God, these women need help. They'd, they'd been in and out of this hospital on drips for like 10 years. They just kept relapsing. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and, and I, when I think back to the magazines I was reading at that time, just the rubbish and the unhealthy habits they were teaching young women. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, enough is enough. I have to help these women. Like I was, I suffered more watching the other girls suffer than I was suffering myself because of my condition, It was. I was like, I can't let these girls suffer. Like, I thought to myself, I'm strong enough to suffer, but these girls aren't. And Mm. I wanted to. I was like, okay, well, first things first. I need to put some weight on, and I have to get out of this hospital. And it was Mm. easier said than done. It was a real struggle to do that. Um, But you know, when I when I got healthy and I got out of um, the hospital and out of all the rehab clinics, um, I enrolled into my PT course, and I was really fortunate to. Um, work with some incredible trainers and mentors that I can still call friends and I still look up to um, now. And they taught me so much about the industry, business, um, huh, training, programming. and um, But it wasn't till uh, 2013 where I developed the Sports Model Project because from all the competing, I had so many women come up to me and go, How, what do you do to look like that? I mm-hmm. thought, you know what? I wanted to, I wanted to create a community of women that loved and supported each other. There was a network of women all over the world that were on the same mission. They wanted to ascend to be the best version of themselves. Whether it was to transform their body, transform their mind, or get on stage, or all of the above. And it started off with just you know six girls and twelve girls online. And because uh, I used to do gymnastics, we you know I had a squad. I trained with my I train with my friends. I train with my competitors, and we all compete together. So it was like a squad. It was a movement, and that's what I wanted the sports model project to be. So all the girls they train together, they uh, share their progress together, they compete against each other, but they're there together. There's a team. Mm-hmm. So you know there is an iron in team in this community, and um, so now it's grown from you know from twelve people to uh, some sometimes there's 80, 85, sometimes there's ninety five girls in a forum um, and that keeps me incredibly busy Mm -hmm. Um, and it's no longer in the gym anymore because I couldn't facilitate and I was doing too much traveling which was sad because I loved the squad in the gym that was awesome seeing all these girls come together and just train like demons Um, but the online has worked so well and the girls will meet up with each other sometimes they'll do a photo shoot and all the girls will fly into Sydney or fly into the Gold Coast and we'll shoot together so Mm -hmm. It's been important for me to create lots of opportunities and and lots of little, um, I guess, uh, events for the girls to, you know, meet each other one-on-one and connect. And uh, I think it's important to have support and community um, these days because I don't think we get that much anymore.
0: Absolutely. Um, And so then... What are a few tips and tricks you follow to successfully prepare for a show or photo shoot? Are there a few things that you do without fail every time that like, whether it's like grooming or um, do you have a favorite, uh, a favorite routine that you follow each morning, the week leading up to a shoot or show? Um, just anything that is specific to you?
1: Always get my hair done. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I lo- oh, always get my hair yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a good fake tan. Um, make sure I'm in good, a good shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's important. Um, depending on how I'm looking, how I'm feeling, will depend on how I carb cycle. I generally use carb cycling um, for my shoots and shows, um, mm-hmm. and I don't dehydrate. I'll always water load. I always look better with more fluid, and and um, and I respond better to. Um, to that, over then dehydration, I, I can look quite flat, and so I'm not willing to, um, I'm not willing to do that in case I flatten out in a shoot or my show. So that's probably my biggest
0: uh, go-to's. So you manipulate carbs. Do you manipulate fats at all?
1: I keep my fats really low. I really don't look good on a lot of fats. <laughs> I look really flat. So I'm a carb girl. I feel out beautifully on carbohydrates. Um, even when I'm dropping body fat, I still eat you know, 180 grams, 200 grams of carbs a day and, and, um, drop weight, but I'll keep my fats around my body weight. And then my protein's quite high as well.
0: Cool. Um, and so then what projects are you excited about right now? And what's next for you, which I think I know. so
1: well oh god yesterday i did my first ever um uh live broadcast in china we had over half a million views um so that's an amazing project that i have just started with um recently and i'm incredibly excited about so
0: what is the the live uh cast of what what was it
1: um training me training I just introduced myself, and uh, I started training and um uh yeah, so it was um it was pretty exciting. I've got a couple of other projects um that I can't share right now, um but you guys will hear and see them soon um and then yeah, getting ready for the world titles to defend my world title, and uh I've got a bunch of girls that are competing and getting ready for shoot Soys. It's always a really exciting time for the girls um, and great projects to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Oxygen 12 Week Challenge, is about to start in September, which is for girls all over the world. So any of you girls listening and want to be a part of that, you can jump on. It uh, closes September 4, I think, or starts so September get, 4.
0: How do they get on there?
1: Uh, you can go to www.oxygenmag.com. Uh, au.com no sorry let's start that again you can go to www.oxygenmag.com.au and sign up Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah releasing my uh, my next program which is um, the sports sort project but uh, at a I guess at a a lower cost um, and for you know more general populations so people new to training um, they don't want to compete but they you know want to transform their bodies and their lives and, uh, be a part of an amazing community.
0: Cool. And, uh, lastly, what is a must have trait that you look for in a partner? Oh, it's gotta be funny. Mm -hmm. I love
1: funny people. Oh, Mm -hmm. funny and smart. You know, people that, uh, you know, just, they always know something about something like, you know, there's, I've got so many male friends and they just, it's like they're an encyclopedia, encyclopedia and I just like <laughs> love that about them. Yes. It's
0: awesome, but funny. Got to be funny. Funny, yeah. It's important to laugh every day. Oh, 100%. Yes. Uh, so what? Um, I've got a Fit Girl 5. What is a must-have beauty product?
1: Oh, I love uh, Benefit the Benefit Mascara. I don't actually know what the actual mascara is called, but I'm pretty sure it's the only one they've got and it just – makes your lashes look like dreams
0: (laughs) long and thick or long
1: and thick volume length everything it's awesome
0: and your must-have workout gear
1: Ah I love Muscle Nation, the Lux seamless tights. They fit like a glove and sometimes I can't work out if the pants are tight or if my legs are tight. They just feel so good.
0: <laughs> oh, Muscle Nation. I've never heard of that. Is that Australian specific or is that They're Australian, yeah. Ah, oh, you guys have the best workout clothes.
1: Oh my god, my all my clothes. I just live in workout gear. It's uh
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> favorite app. Oh, I found this one really hard. Um my favorite app would have to be. This sounds really bad. My Fitness Pal. I love that thing. <laughs>
0: yes. Mm-hmm. You still like, no matter how much you know your uh, food intake and everything, you still track it every day.
1: Hundred percent. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what's in your gym bag? What's my gym bag? Scales, right. protein powder, mm-hmm. <laughs> deodorant, booty bands. Um water, headphones, and a phone that uh, none of my clients have. So if I need to just chill out and listen to music, I've got that phone and I can't be distracted.
0: Oh, <laughs> ah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's um, like, important. That hour is your time, right? Yep. Uh, bucket list adventure, travel destination.
1: I would love, I'm dying to go to Tokyo and Hong Kong.
0: Oh, you've never been to either? No, and I'm dying Neither. to go. Mm-hmm. When do you think you'll go?
1: Uh, I'm looking at going to Hong Kong in possibly November. I want to go when all my girls are finished competing and I can have a break and I can eat and enjoy food and there's so many good restaurants there and I want to really immerse myself in in um, in being there and not have to feel restricted in any way. So at the moment it's looking end of um end of november
0: how long would you go probably a week oh just a week you got to go for longer how
1: long is it it's pretty Hong Kong?
0: i think it's, it's only 9 30.
1: hours oh no, yeah it's not too bad i guess but I'd tokyo probably i'd probably go longer
0: yeah cool Awesome, Hattie. Thank you so much for for taking the time to to talk to us. Um was there any last notes or what is the best way that everybody can get a hold of you?
1: Um the best way to contact me would probably be um through um either one of my websites, which is I'd say www.sportsmodelproject.com or ww.hattieboydal.com.au. Um alternative my ig um because there's links in my bio that you can click on and uh contact me through there so that's probably the best the best way
0: perfect well i wish you the best adventure when you are on stage and will i see you at the olympia
1: (gasps) i've decided i'm coming yes I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm really, I really love, um, I love Fitness Expos. I love meeting people. I'm such a people person and I can't wait to meet you, Holly. It's so exciting.
0: Oh, yeah! Well, Yay. I cannot wait to see you and I'll be cheering you on. Thanks so much, Holly. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great day.
1: Bye.